guys, it's me, Emma's Thing, and this is my podcast, That's What He Said. With over 12 years of blogging, writing, posting, and sharing under my belt, I've somehow grown a small audience who, for whatever reason, seem to really like me. This podcast is just another extension of my blog and will offer unimportant life updates, reviews on movies, books, shows, daily musings about life, in-passing commentary on current events, and of course, a lot of stories of my past, present, and future. Just try it out and see how you like it. That's what he said. that it's been a whole week. Hi guys, welcome back to That's What He Said with me and this thing. So this episode is a wedding extravaganza. Um, we are less than three months out from my wedding. We all are three months out, okay? Like I'm, I am including you guys in that countdown because I know, I know that you have it in your phone counting down the days, baby. Um, so because we're so close yet so far, but also more close, I wanted this episode to be all about planning the wedding and, uh, and ask you guys what you want to know about um, my entire process. So in the second half of today's episode, it's going to be me answering all the questions you guys sent in via my Instagram. And there are a ton of questions. I'm not going to get to all of them, but I'm going to try my damnedest. So before we get into all of that fun stuff, let's go through what we normally do in part one of the episode where I talk about what have you even been doing? So last we met was last Thursday, and I have nothing to report on last Thursday at all besides that I did a morning walk with Whitney, and I shared on my Instagram what I had talked about on my podcast episode about really leaning into my um, health and not fucking around anymore when it comes to diet and exercise and all of that stuff. I am very proud and happy to report that all of that has been going really well. I am a week and a half into turning this new leaf over and I'm feeling really good. You know, last week was super, super successful in terms of still feeling satiated, even though I'm not gorging myself as much, but making smart decisions that serve me in the long term. And we ate every single meal at home last week, every single one, Monday through Thursday. And that was a fucking feat. I mean, my God, by Thursday, I was like, I don't want to cook one more thing. But I had my Hungry Root box that I also talked about on my Instagram last week. So that really helped me in terms of not having to put that much energy and effort into figuring out what we were going to eat from home all week. And I also did not have one drink during the week last week. So by Friday, I was fucking ready for some good food, for a great margarita, something. But before that happened, I had my first dress fitting last Friday. Um, I'm getting my dress altered by this place called Altered for the Altar. 
Um, <laughs> they come highly recommended not only by the dress shop where I got my gown at A and Bay Bridal Shop, but also one of my best friends. She used them for her wedding dress, and so I had. Uh, a really good feeling going into it. And it was a wonderful experience. Um, I'm very excited because we don't really have to do that much to my dress as it is. Definitely hem it because it's it's a lot of dress and it's very long. Um, and also kind of bring the straps up a little bit and get, get the girls all nice and tucked in there. But other than that, um, there really isn't much. Oh, we also have to put a bustle on it because, you know... Every, every dress needs a bustle. I'm getting an American bustle. If you didn't know, there are different types of bustles. One of them is called a French bustle. One of them is called a Victorian bustle. Yeah, so there's a little, there's a little bustle trivia for you guys. So that appointment was nothing but happy feelings and positivity. And I'm very much still like every time that I get to put my dress on is a very exciting happy moment for me and I just like turn into a super smiley goofy little girl also if you hear random noises in the background like subtle noises Cece's in the closet with me because she insists on being in here every time I record and she cannot get comfortable she just keeps moving around and her little claws are like tip tapping on on the floor so um don't let it alarm you so after I had my dress fitting I got in my last workout for the week and then hurriedly packed to go to Austin so we were we went to Austin last weekend mainly because I got my first ever comped hotel stay as an influencer which is a very big moment was it the most glamorous hotel absolutely not was it like a super cute, quaint boutique hotel? Definitely no. It was the AT&T Hotel and Conference Center in Austin that is literally on Guadalupe, like right next to the campus. And, you know, when they say conference center, boy, do they mean it because that is absolutely what that hotel is built for. It's a lot of tan and beige and whatnot. But you know what? It was free and they were super accommodating and that part was awesome. So we headed out to Austin around five o'clock on Friday. And during the road trip, we chit-chatted. I think we might have listened. Yeah, we did listen to one podcast. Um, and then we actually ended up picking out a bunch of our wedding ceremony songs. We had kind of talked about it a little bit, but we hadn't really like dug in just yet. And I thought it was going to be a way longer process, but it it really, really wasn't. Like there is like kind of like a vibe and a tone we're going for. And I'm pretty sure that we found um, my song when I walked down the aisle, Zach's and like the bridal party song when they walked down the aisle our first dance song and then our last dance song and I'm very excited and I won't lie when we were picking them out I just was like really having visuals of the day and I definitely was crying in the car on that road trip so we got to Austin and we checked in we were both starving again like we'd eaten meals at home all week we hadn't drank we just we really wanted to reward ourselves for that so we hadn't planned anything for dinner I th had thought about it but we weren't super sure what time we were going to end up getting to Austin so we just kind of decided to fly by the seat of our pants which was not a good idea 
Um, we got there and I texted my cousin and his fiance asking them where we could get just like really good Tex-Mex, like straightforward, delicious ass Tex-Mex. And they said Matt's El Rancho. And I was like, wait, what? We have one of those in Dallas. It's like in the Lakewood area. And I don't think I've ever gone to it because it doesn't get, I mean, great review. Like it's it's never something that's been talked about a lot. And then we realized that the one in Austin is the original. And so it's probably better. So we went to Matt's El Rancho and it was about like a quarter to nine. And it was so insanely crowded. Like, holy shit, I haven't been in a restaurant that crowded since probably before the pandemic. And it was all college students, like literally all 20 year old girls and boys, you know, uh, pre-gaming at mats, getting their food, getting their margaritas and tequila shots on, and then obviously heading out for the evening. And it was a lot. So we went up to the the host stand and we put our names down and they said it would be an hour which you know I used to be a hostess so like I know they overshoot these things and I was like it's probably not going to be an hour but at the same time I am starving and also I don't really think this is our scene um so we decided to just suss it out and maybe grab a drink at the bar and we were like heading to the bar and we turned a corner and I don't know like I don't know what exactly it was but I, it was like this smell of beer just hit me so hard and transported me back to college in frat houses. And Zach and I just looked at each other and I was like, I don't want to do this. Like, I don't want to be here. There are children <laughs> everywhere. I'm now at the age where I feel like I can call someone who is 19 or 20 a child. And I just don't think this is the vibe we were going for tonight. So we left. We didn't tell the host, though. We didn't tell the host, Dan. And I just want to say, like, I'm just going to skip forward for a second and then I'm going to back up. But we never fucking heard from them. Like, they never texted us about a table. Nothing. So I don't know what that was about. I mean, even if they did see us walk out the door, people were waiting outside the restaurant. So how are they to know that we were like leaving and not coming back? We didn't say that, you know? Anyway, so I called Merritt because she's from Austin. She didn't pick up. Then she texted me and said, I'm in bed. What's up? It was like a little after nine o'clock. So that was funny. And I asked her the same question about Tex-Mex and she was like, oh, Matt's El Rancho or Maudie's. And I was like, okay, well, we just tried El Rancho and we're not feeling it. So let's go to Maudie's. So we went to Maudie's and um, it was horrible. And that is not Merritt's fault at all. I actually had someone on Instagram ask me like where it was we ate on Friday night that was so bad. And when I told her, she was like, oh, yeah, they've gone significantly downhill. Um, It was a very weird setup. And I say that because the restaurant was fully carpeted and very small and kind of, it kind of felt like an apartment. It was it was it was weird. Like the vibe was just weird. I know I keep saying vibe, but like I guess that's the word of the day today. And we sat out on the patio and I was like, "Okay, this place it seems legit. Like I know that I can get, you know, a Tex-Mex standard and everything's going to be fine." Um 
The queso Diablo is really good. That was the best part of the meal. I got a classic margarita and it was just trash. Like I don't I don't know how it was made, what it was made with, but the taste was very off and odd and um I literally had two sips and I was like, "You know what? I'm not going to I'm not going to waste the calories. Like I have been good all week and I want the first drink that I have to be fucking phenomenal. And so I'm just going to bow out on this one. And then I got some enchiladas for dinner and they just weren't good. Like, I don't know, compared to like Mia's here in Dallas and Odalay, they just were not good. I, I don't really know how else to say it. And I had like a third of them, which is so not me. I'm like fucking clean plate club up in here always. So anyway, super, super disappointing. So we were just like, let's just forget any of this ever happened. Of course, Zach ate his full meal because he's a man and he's not as bratty as me. And he was like, it's food and I need to eat. Um, but we made up for it at the end of the night we ended up at um this uh, like taqueria cantina situation called de nada and it was so good we only had drinks there we did not have the food which i immediately regretted upon walking in i was like we should have just started the night here um super cute super austin vibes i just said vibes again inside great decor the drink the margaritas were so fresh and we each had two and called it a night. So that was our first night in Austin. And then on Saturday morning, we woke up and we went to a place called Paperboy for brunch. And one of my longtime friends who lives in Austin suggested it. And so, and I just, she has amazing taste. And she also like worked for Yelp for forever as like a community manager. So she like really knows her shit. So we went to Paperboy. We didn't have to wait, which was amazing. We sat on the rooftop, which was like all white, lots of greenery, very cute, very us. And we had a absolutely delicious brunch. It was so good. And then we walked downstairs to like go get back in the car. But across the street, there were a couple of cute stores so we bopped in them and we ended up in this um boot store called helm i think it is and i don't i, I mean zach like does not shop casually but something must have drawn him in there and he ended up with such a beautiful pair of like like mid-rise brown leather lace-up boots and they look so cool on him and there was a couple in there with their multi-poo who was all black but like looked exactly like Cece and her name was Cece I don't even know like where where to go with that story I mean that's basically the story we ended up like chatting these people up but yeah her dog's name was Cece like what the fuck and then after that we went back to the hotel and changed into our swim stuff because I wanted to take Zach to my favorite watering hole in Austin called Campbell's Hole. Campbell's Hole is right off of the green belt. You just park at Taco Joint. There's a little market next door in case you want to get like snacks and booze and water and all of that stuff to take with you to Campbell's Hole. And you literally walk down the entrance of the green belt that's right there. You take a left and you keep going until 
you hear people laughing and splashing and there's music literally it's very hard to miss and you know I could kick myself because when we pulled up we saw two guys get out of their car and they were definitely going to Campbell's Hole they had like towels around their neck they had their coolers whatever and before Zach and I walked down there we went to that market first to get water and everything and by the time we left the market and we were walking down to Campbell's Hole those guys were walking back and like coming back to their car and it's so weird because usually I am that person who will stop you and be like wait did you just go to Campbell's Hole why didn't you stay what's going on should I know about something but I think it's just like I wanted to believe that it was for some other reason besides the fact that it was completely dried up And so stubbornly, I let us walk to Campbell's Hole only to find that it was completely dried up. Like, I've never seen anything like that. I have been to Campbell's Hole several times with Whitney over the last few years. It was like our spot. And I was just so pumped to show Zach because I just know that he would love it. And there was like an inch of water all the way down at the bottom. That's it. Other than that, it was just rocky terrain. It was just so wild. Global warming is real. Climate change is real. It's fucking scary, you guys. And not that I need to tell anyone this that isn't already experiencing it, but this summer is fucking brutal. Like, we have not had a summer like this in Dallas slash Texas for quite a few years. Like, I really can't remember the last time that it was over 100 degrees every single day. And not only that, but... It's over 100 degrees, but quote unquote feels like 116 degrees. And you feel every inch of that. It's just like this indescribable heat that is inescapable and penetrates everywhere. And it's fucking miserable. It's it's miserable. And we have an older house, so you know, it can it can only handle so much. And it's not handling this summer well. We have no insulation on the outdoor uh, uh, walls. And we could totally get it put in. And we will, obviously, before we sell this house and like aren't here or whatever. But it's a lot of fucking money. This has been an insanely expensive year for us, which I'll talk about later on when I get into the wedding stuff. And so we're just like doing our best to survive it as is but oh my god it's just so bad and seeing this place that I love so much just completely you know hit by this severe drought we're going through was just like whoa so that was super disappointing and by the time like we got back up to our car um, it was pretty close to when Zach's cousin and his husband were expecting us to come over to their house So we just said fuck it and went back to the hotel and kind of like chilled and took body showers and got ready for the evening. The reason that this trip could not have come at a better time is because Zach's cousin, and it's really like his like third cousin removed or something like that, but it's just too convoluted to explain. So we just say that they're cousins. Zach's cousin is officiating our wedding and we are so excited It was very much a no-brainer for us to ask him to do it because he just has a long history of public speaking and he 
is so well-spoken and, you know, takes these things very seriously and is very eloquent. So, you know, we hadn't really talked to him in depth about how we want the ceremony to go. So this is like the perfect trip and excuse to do that, but also get to hang out with him and his husband. And they actually lived in New York for for a very, very, very long time. And they moved to Austin um, right at the beginning of 2020. And so the last time we visited them, it was last August, and they had just moved into their insanely beautiful home. But we're still like getting it set up and figuring it out and all of that. So getting to go back a year later and see it where it is now was just really great. I posted some pictures of it, and I'll post some more on this week's visual guide. But um, his husband is a plant zaddy, and they really their goal for the house was to make it feel like a fucking jungle slash a greenhouse and they have accomplished that it is so stunning there are plants literally everywhere I don't know how he does it but it's very very impressive and their house is so picturesque and stylized and beautiful that they actually rent it out to like influencers who want to come and do a photo shoot there or they you know they shot like a freaking commercial in there this week with Tito's like they Tito's the vodka literally rented their house out from them for like 10 hours and all they have to do is you know go find some place to hang out while their house is overtaken by Tito's and they get paid for that like it's really amazing so they had such a lovely evening set up for us we started at Tiki Tatsuya which is a newer bar that's part of the Tatsuya family like they have several different establishments in Austin and I've been to Kamari Tatsuya and loved it so much so I knew that the their tiki bar was going to be incredible and it was like it was just so fucking fun um they put so much thought into the details of your whole experience there and the decor and atmosphere and everything and we had a really good time. We got some appetizers. We got some crazy drinks. Um, they brought us out like a bonsai shot that we had to scream bonsai as we took it. And it was just the perfect way to start the evening. Like I highly, highly suggest if you are in Austin and you haven't gone yet, or if you are making a trip to Austin in the future to get on the wait list and try and get in there because it is it's a gas, if you will. And then after we went to dinner at Laundrette, which I never been to, but oh my God, the amount of you guys who wrote me and were like, holy fuck, Laundrette is the best. Uh, it's my favorite, yada, yada. Um, it's very, very well loved for a reason. It was incredible. It And it's also really cool because it's legitimately an old Laundrette that they turned into a restaurant. And so the aesthetic is just white and bright and crisp and lovely and every single dish we had was delicious and even like the cocktails were amazing they just did everything really really well and it was an absolutely lovely time such a perfect evening and we did get to talk to Zach's cousin about the ceremony and all of that um and we're feeling really good about that so it was a beautiful Saturday and then Sunday we woke up and pretty much like packed up and checked out right away. We slept in both mornings, which I love for us because we really don't do that anymore. 
And before we hit the road, we went to Bird Bird Biscuit, which is a breakfast biscuit place. They are very well known for their like chicken and biscuit breakfast sandwiches, but they also have a couple of others on the menu. And Zach and I each got this one called Lovely Day. And it was a chicken sausage patty, cheddar cheese, one egg, and pesto on this like insanely big, thick, amazing buttermilk biscuit. It was incredible. Like I mentioned two episodes ago how when it comes to cooking and putting things together that it's more so about the quality of ingredients than it is, you know, doing the most and making it like this crazy dish. This was the perfect example of that. Like it wasn't anything out of the norm and it's 1000% something you can put together at home and it was just really high quality ingredients and so fucking good seriously the best brisk not brisket the best uh biscuit breakfast sandwich i've ever had and then we made the road trip home which was a lot faster than getting here and we were greeted by bowie having the shits um we picked him up from where we always drop him to be boarded and i Literally, I happened to walk out of our bedroom and saw Bowie in the hallway, like about to, he was like assuming the position to take a shit. And I was like, oh shit, shit, fuck, 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 and got him outside. And it was just bad. It was just bad. And like, it's just with dogs, they're just so helpless, you know? Like, there's just like really nothing that you can do. And so he went poop in like five different places all across the lawn. And he just, even like when he didn't have anything left in him, he was still in that position just to be sure. And it just reminded me of like when you as a human have a horrible stomach attack and situation and you just stay on the toilet for a lot longer than you probably need to because God forbid there's like more that you need to get out. It just made me really sad. And it was just so hot and it it was a stressful thing to come home to and we were just done. Like by Sunday night, we were done. We just wanted to go to bed and wake up and, and start the week, which we did. Um, this week so far, I, you know, I'm going strong again with my no fucking around lifestyle. Um, we got a new Hungry Root box. I think that's the last free one I'm going to get. Um, from working, working with them. Um, and, and, and it's really great. Seriously, it is. But I do miss, I miss cooking. So um, anyway, going strong this week, we have had no social plans. We have been eating our meals at home. We, we're going to stick to this no drinking Monday through fr- Thursday thing. Um, and then like really scaling it back on the weekends. And I'm, I'm all about it. You know, it feels good. Um, And yeah, I took a really, really long walk with Whitney this morning on the Katy Trail. We did a 5K walk and now I'm here recording. So that is the past week in a nutshell. All right, before we get into what I've been watching and listening to, let's take a quick break from Anchor. And we're back. Oh, that's what he said with Emma's thing. Hey guys. So um, we really didn't watch much in the last week because we weren't home over the weekend. 
Um, all I can say is that we're we're still going strong with the old man on Hulu, and it just gets better and better every episode. It's so good. We also watched the new Batman movie with Robert Pattinson. Neither of us had seen it when it came out earlier this year, and holy shit, it was so good. Like, I'm just realizing about myself, and it's been this way for a while, but maybe I just, like, didn't appreciate it as much, but I fucking love a good action movie. I, I love them so much. Like, all the Mission Impossibles, yes, I will watch them all damn day, all the Kill Bills, all, all of that stuff. And I did not expect to like Batman as much as I did, but holy crap, like it was just so well done. Robert Pattinson did an amazing job. Everyone in the movie did an amazing job. I love the way it was shot, very like artistic. The shot toward the end when he has like the red flare and he's in the water. I mean, it was just highly fucking entertaining. And uh, Zach was reading up that it's part of a trio of films. So I'm very, very pumped about the next two that are hopefully in the making as we speak. And then I just want to go back to the bear for a second. (laughs) I talked about this. I don't know when. But so Zach does not like it. And um, I like it, but I don't love it. And I'm definitely not obsessed with it. And you know, when so many people are so obsessed with a show and, and you're not having that reaction, it makes you question yourself. So I'm like, am I missing something? But I don't know. I just like it's good. It's not the greatest thing I've ever seen. Um, it's definitely different than anything I've seen. And I think that's obviously a good thing for, you know, there to be this new kind of Uh, storytelling and plot and creativity to watch but for some reason I'm not like like I know people who have like watched it twice or three times through and I I just don't get it I don't get it um but again like I said I don't hate it I don't dislike it like I'm interested to see to finish it through for finish it out we have two more episodes and Zach has been sitting and watching them with me um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't have anything else to say about it except that. So thanks for listening. And guys, with that, we are already on to part three of the podcast where I'm going to be answering all of your deepest, darkest wedding planning questions. Going to the chapel and we're gonna get married. Going to the chapel. As I said at the beginning of today's episode, I got a lot of questions and I didn't really take the time to like categorize them. So this may seem all over the place, but just bear. So one question that I got a lot was basically like where to start. Like what is the first thing? that I feel you should do after you've gotten engaged. And to that, I say, you have to find a venue. You got to decide on your date and then you have to suss out venues around the area and kind of figure out what you're going for and make sure that they have your date available. Once you have those two things, the rest, I'm not going to say it like comes easily, but 
knowing that you have a when and a where is going to really set you up for success. So the quicker that you can decide on those two things, the absolute better. Now, obviously, like all these answers are going to vary depending on your situation. I mean, if you get engaged and you're not planning to get married for like two or three years after that, that's clearly not something you need to worry about. But uh, if you get engaged and, you know, you're looking at getting married within the next year, then just just find your venue. With that, someone did ask, how did did you find a venue? And it's just, I think the most important thing when it comes to venue is you have to first decide two things. First, you have to decide what the vibe of your wedding is going to be. I can't believe I just said vibe again. But it's like, do you want an outdoor wedding? Do you want, you know, uh, a more like religious setting? Do you want like a garden wedding? Is it a brunch wedding? Is it an evening wedding? Does the idea of getting married at a hotel appeal to you? Or do you want to be on a rooftop? I mean, you have to consider all of these things like sit down and think about how you've always envisioned your wedding day to be and come to a conclusion with your partner about what kind of vibe you guys are going for. And then based off of that, you can start looking around at venues that seem to fit the bill. And the second part of that is it sucks, but I feel like it's pretty natural. Like I feel like I started writing out a guest list within like a week of getting engaged because when you're deciding on a venue, you obviously need to have some semblance of an idea of how big it's going to be to ensure that the venue can actually fit that many people because you'll find that you know, I mean, you might want like a rooftop situation, but they might have a maximum of people and you have way more people than their maximum and stuff like that. So there was a lot of back and forth and um, uh, confusion about what venue we wanted to do, because at first we, you know, I was very high on the idea of getting married outside and then having like a greenhouse situation for the actual reception and you know what I was not privy to is that um, ceremony and reception can cost very different things especially if you want that reception to be outside which means that you're definitely going to need to get a tent rental situation in case it rains which can be tens of thousands of extra dollars on top of everything else that you're paying for. So, you know, because I am local to Dallas and, you know, I've been here for a really long time, I had a good idea of some of the more popular venues in the area. So it really just took, like I said, figuring out what were you even going for and then that way you're able to do like a process of elimination with all the available venues in your city and cross a bunch of them off the list that don't fit what you want your whole wedding to be like and then continuing with this uh, theme someone asked or said that they just booked a venue and their date now what So many things can happen next, but I would suggest it's never too early to start looking for your wedding dress. Um, As we all know, I did get one wedding dress and ended up um, having to sell it because I decided it wasn't what I actually wanted. So I will say that with wedding dress shopping, 
go into it with a very open mind. Try everything on. Try every silhouette on. Even if you think there's no fucking way that that silhouette's going to work on my body, you will be very surprised. I'm pretty sure that is the order that I went. We booked a venue. We got the date we wanted. And then I decided that the next part of the puzzle was wedding dress. What comes next is obviously going to be different for everyone. I'm just telling you what was on my mind and what I did. Now, someone did ask how to decide on the size of the guest list. You know, it wasn't super hard for Zach and I because we are middle-aged. <sighs> Sorry, <sighs> just gagging. We are middle-aged and... um. Our guest list is nowhere near what it would have been like if we got married, you know, a decade ago. Like there would have been a lot more um, fluff on the guest list and a lot more invitees that, um, you know, ended up not being lifelong friends and all of that jazz. So, you know, I think a good way to approach it is you sit down and write out everyone that you know that you want to invite and need to invite and your partner does the same and then the next thing that you guys need to do when you have your list together is ask each of your parents for a list of people they want to invite because especially if they're helping you pay for this wedding they're gonna have people on their list that they require and request to be there and you want to honor that and respect it so that's how I would go about deciding. And then also, I mean, I don't know what type of person you are, but I'm just very much at a point in my life. And so is Zach, where we're not trying to put asses in seats. That has never been the goal for our wedding. We want people there that we talk to uh, pretty fucking consistently. They are in our lives. They are part of our lives. They know us. They have seen our relationship blossom or, you know, we just have deep history with them and they mean something to us. And, you know, our wedding is probably going to end up being like 80 to 82 or 83 people. And that is the perfect size for us. Like it's small ish, but it's it's going to be intimate and every single person there is there for a reason. Like no one is there just because. And I love that. And that's definitely the approach we took. So maybe consider that when you start, you know, gathering a guest list. Someone asked, how much has having a planner saved you? Um, let me tell you, it has saved me nothing because I don't have a planner. I did have a planner. And if you've been listening to the podcast you know, since basically it started in January, you probably caught the episode where I explained why we decided to part ways with our planner. Um, and I'm so glad that we did. At the time, I was like, just anxious and nervous to like talk about it and say too much. But people also asked over and over, like, if I have any regrets about uh, how I've planned. And I will say that I do regret hiring the planner we had so quickly. Like I just immediately panicked. Like when you get engaged, people are just coming at you. Like you will be engaged for less than 24 hours and people are like, where are you having the wedding? When is it? 
all of that. And it is super stressful and very overwhelming. And, you know, I, I love planning my day to day and I love planning like a house party that's at our house. But outside of that, I get very flustered planning big events. Like I, I said this when Zach was on a few weeks ago, like, I don't think I did a good job with his 40th birthday because it's like there were too many things that I wanted to do and could have done. And I just felt like no matter what I did to celebrate him, it wasn't going to be enough. That's on me. That has nothing to do with him. That is just my personality. And that's how big planning big events makes me feel. So I felt that the most important thing for me was to get a wedding wedding planner on board as quickly as possible. And who we had came to us very highly recommended. Um, but, you know, I just had a weird feeling about it from day one. But I just thought that was my general anxiety and I was trying not to let it get in my way. And it just ended up that it wasn't the right fit. And... Um, it, we just weren't on the same page and we weren't moving at the same pace, which stressed me out even more. So that is definitely a regret that I have. Now, someone did ask, what are your top things for the maid or matron of honor before with events and also the day of? And funnily enough, my matron of honor is my sister, who is also now my wedding planner. (laughs) So my sister has had two weddings and she planned both of them especially her second one like she planned every single thing she literally fielded all the vendors she you know was the number one communication for everything that is what she does my sister is a boss she's a creative director she likes to tell people what to do and so you know at the time that I hired our original planner my sister was like It was September of 2021. My sister was like in the thick of having, you know, six, six month olds. Yeah, like six month old preemie twins. And she was so overwhelmed and like just starting to get back into work. And even considering asking her to help me plan my wedding was like, no, in my head, it was off the table. Like she she cannot do that right now. And you know, by the time that I parted ways with my wedding planner in, I don't even know when it was, like January or February, I want to say, um, my sister was like, I got this. Like, I wasn't, I would not have been ready if you asked me to be your planner back in September, but like, everything is much calmer now. The twins are in daycare. Like, we can do this. I've planned my, I planned both of my weddings. I can plan yours. So, she is doing the most. And someone also asked if there's like any DIY projects. Yes. So because my sister, you know, has her degree in graphic design, she designed our save the dates. She designed our thank you cards and she's going to do all of our invitations. She's also going to do menus and like place card settings and probably like any signage, you know, like signs for the guest book or signs for our signature cocktails, stuff like that. So she's just doing it all and I'm helping her as much as I possibly can. Um, But she's just amazing. And, you know, I would say like, I'm sorry for putting so much on her, but she fucking loves it. Like she thrives. So it's all, it's all good. So someone asked about 
staying within budget and actually like several people just in general like we're asking about budget related questions the whole budget thing is very very personal like you know all I can speak to is my experience and I'm lucky enough that my parents you know just kept holding out hope and and putting money away for my one day wedding when I was like I don't know why you guys are saving that money I'm never gonna fucking get married um but here we are and so they gave me a budget for our wedding and you know even with shit's fucking expensive like it is sickening how quickly wedding costs add up like it is fucking beyond me it's inconceivable. Um, so we have stretched our budget as much as we possibly can. I, you know, a lot of vendors, it's like I either know them or, um, uh, you know, I'm just like getting maybe like a little bit of a deal in some sense or another, you know, like we haven't blown absolutely anything out of the water in terms of budget, but we don't have much left at all so you know and it's it is it's very stressful like my parents have given what they can and you know Zach's parents as is tradition are throwing our rehearsal dinner and so Zach and I are having to you know go out of pocket for a lot of things I mean the biggest thing is florals um we're completely coming out of pocket for that and we had to sit down and decide on a floral budget that we were both okay with so it's it's it can be extremely stressful and you know at the end of the day it's like if you get help that is fucking amazing and like you can never express enough gratitude for that and I truly believe that you can have the wedding that you want regardless of what your budget is as long as like you have a good head on your shoulders and you're being realistic with yourself you know I think something that probably helps in general with these things is like if you ever start getting really upset about how you basically can't get exactly what you want because of money just remind yourself that it's a day it's one day and no matter what you do it's going to be fucking special and it sounds so corny but you just have to keep reminding yourself that it's not about all of that it's about you and who you're marrying that those are the two most important aspects of your wedding day and everything else will fall into place and honestly like I'm saying all of this but like it, you know I'm stressed I'm stressed as fuck along the lines of budget though someone did ask what I consider to be worthy splurges in terms of wedding costs and what are not splurges. So I will say the biggest splurge for me um, would be photography. And Zach was on board with that as well. Actually, I'm like pretty sure he's the one who was like, we are not settling for just any photographer for our wedding. Like if we're going to spend money, that's what I want to spend money on. And so the photography is by far outside of the venue. It's our biggest expense. But I'm more than okay with that because like that, I mean, I don't even have to explain why paying a good amount of money for incredible pictures of your entire day of like the best day of your life is worth it. I also think, I don't know, like 
it de- it it depends on what your idea of splurge is but like for me I mean I consider my dress a splurge I compared to many other dresses I'm sure people would like laugh at the cost but like it was a good amount of not a good amount of the budget but you know I mean whatever the point is is that I think it's important to get the dress that you feel the most beautiful in I mean the argument for that can be made as well that you know you're gonna wear this dress one time like it's not a dress you can rewear like it has no rewearability with it um but at the same time it's your wedding day and you're supposed to feel literally the most beautiful you'll ever feel in your life and so to me splurging on the wedding dress of your choice is worth it now I'm going to say something super polarizing but for me I don't find the food served at weddings to be splurge worthy like I know people have strong opinions about this But just personally speaking, from experience, I literally cannot tell you any food I've had at any wedding I've been to. And I've been to a good handful of weddings. Like, to me, weddings aren't about the food. Like, I mean, it's great that, like, you get dinner, but I... It's it's about the party. It's about the celebration. It's about the drinks. It's about, you know, getting pictures taken. Like, that is what is worth spending money on to me. I mean, with our venue, the catering is built in and like, you know, there's a minimum and all of that. But I, I mean, just the fact that like a per person for like catering, it can be, you know, $85 or like $125 a person. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. Um, food to me shouldn't be the most memorable part of your wedding so like I'm not super stressing out about it like if people are coming to the wedding thinking that they're gonna get like the best meal of their lives you know they're sorely mistaken it's it's gonna be good but like that's not what I want you to take away from the celebration you know also something super interesting to add to this line of thinking is that I always thought that our wedding would be an open bar or like my wedding whenever I allowed myself to fantasize about it even a little bit. I always fantasize about an open bar and in talking to who we're working with um, for the whole like alcohol drink aspect, I realized that's just not, it doesn't, that doesn't need to be the case. Like At our wedding, we're going to have two signature drinks. One is tequila-based and one is whiskey-based. And then we're going to have really good wine and really good beer. And that's it. And that is more than enough. And so, again, like, I I don't necessarily think that splurging on an open-ended open bar is worth it. But also, it just depends on how you want your wedding to go. Like, because ours is going to be smaller... I feel like I know all the guests and their preferences more than I would if there were like tons and tons of invitees. And so I know that like that drink selection is going to serve the masses and it's going to be fine. And also because we're a little older, like the point of our wedding is not to go and get as fucked up as humanly possible. Again, if it was 10 years ago, 100%. But It's like we want people to get drunk and have a great time and dance, not be blacked out and throwing up 
and causing drama. Someone asked if we are having a videographer. And if you will remember, I was hemming and hawing over this several months ago, just like going back and forth about it because it's like the photographer already cost, you know, a couple more than a couple thousand dollars. And then videography looked like it was going to be pretty much the same. So, you know, you're looking at like tens of thousands of dollars on both. And I just couldn't stomach it. And not only that, but when I showed Zach wedding videos, like how people think of wedding videos now in 2022, his reaction was fucking hilarious and so hateful. Like, he just couldn't believe that you pay that much money for a 15-minute highlight reel with, like, music laid over it. He just was so upset and was like, I don't want to be in a fucking music video. Like, no, absolutely not. So to answer if we're having a videographer or not, we actually are. But I found, I put something out on Instagram asking if anyone knew of any one in the Dallas area that only shoots ceremony and speeches. And someone gave me the name of this company. And I reached out to them, you know, months and months ago and explained the situation and said, like, you know, we don't want a whole thing. Like, all we want is a couple of hours of your time. Like, literally, we want the ceremony shot and we want the speeches made at the reception shot. That's it. That, that Those are the most important memories for us to have on film. And we work something out. So we are having someone, but they're literally just doing those two things. And um, we're not worrying about the rest. And speaking of, someone also asked um, how many speeches we're going to have at the reception and how we kind of came to that decision. So here's the thing. At our rehearsal dinner, I know that pretty much every single one of my bridesmaids is going to talk. Like, if I know them, I know that they're all going to want to get on the microphone for a few minutes. So I think a lot of speeches are going to be on Friday evening. So at the reception, the only people speaking that as of right now are my sister, who's the matron of honor, and then Zach's best friend, the man of honor, and then my dad. And I don't know, I don't know if anyone from Zach's side of the family is going to want to speak. I I can't I can't imagine that they will if I know them well enough. But who knows, maybe. But as of right now, we only have those three people giving speeches at the reception. And speaking of talking in front of people, someone asked, Are you nervous about saying your vows in front of people? Um, no. Like literally the two things that I'm the most excited about for the wedding are number one, our first look, which we are doing a first look. And I kind of went back and forth about it, but ultimately was like, this has to happen because all I've heard about your wedding day from multiple people is just, you know, how hard it is to stay in the moment. And, you know, you are having to talk to people the whole time And you really don't, it's like you have to build in alone time for you and your spouse or you won't get it. And not only that, but Zach is very emotional and he cries super easily. He's not like a, he's not a messy crier. It's like he is a very subtle crier. Like he's a clean crier, Um, but it happens 
quite often and quite easily. Like he's just moved by things. So he's going to be a fucking mess at our wedding. Him and I both know this. So that's also why I want to do a first look because I want to give him and us that moment for him to like really take it in and, you know, be present in that moment instead of him having to, you know, compute all of his emotions when he's seeing me walk down the aisle for the first time and all of that. So um, the second thing that I'm most excited about is saying my vows in front of people. Like I literally want to shout from the rooftops how happy I am and how much I love Zach and the reasons why I love him and how special our love is to me. Like that is my fucking dream to be able to say all that in front of a a room of people that we love and care about and we'll remember it. Um, Zach, on the other hand, absolutely hates public speaking and is fucking terrified of that moment. Someone wrote in and basically asked how we came to any decor decisions because decor is the most overwhelming aspect to her. And girl, same. Like that is where we're at right now. Since we're three months out, I feel like things are really picking up. Like this is when like final decisions are made. We really need like a full ass visual of exactly how the day is going to look. And I'm not doing well. Um, It's just it's very interesting because I am a creative person and that is how my brain works. But I've always been really bad at picturing things like my mom will use every adjective under the sun to explain a dress that she just bought to me and it's like my brain just doesn't work like that like I have to see it I can't sit there and listen to all the detail and like weave a picture together in my head so the fact that I did a mock-up of our venue with kind of what we're going for with flowers and greenery on Canva last week is huge because I've just come a really long way in terms of being able to put a vision together, but I'm still just like, it's just not my strongest suit. And I am very stressed just thinking about like the day coming together, like the actual logistics of it, like, because I don't have a wedding planner who has a team, we're going to have a day of coordinator. And I know I have my sister, but my sister also needs to get her hair and makeup done. Like, who the fuck is going to be there to make sure everything is where it needs to be? It th- The vibe is right. The lighting is right. All of that. Like, I'm just, I don't even know. I, I can't really put into words, but you can hear that it stresses me out. So um, the decor aspects are coming together little by little. And I will say too, like, we're keeping it pretty simple. Like, our florals are going to be mostly greenery in all types of ways throughout the venue and the actual like flowers are gonna be pretty much reserved for um bridesmaids bouquets and mother's bouquets and like the flower girl and stuff like that um but it's like the little stuff that makes my eye twitch like how how should the tables look what what should be decor on the table stuff like that so I don't have a good answer for you because I feel like just now is when I'm really starting to work that out. But um, we can maybe talk about it once the wedding has actually happened. A question that I got a ton was, were there any major disagreements about wedding planning? 
And no, like not at all. I I don't know if we're just really lucky or what, but Zach and I are very much on the same page aesthetically. And we have been since we've met. That's how our house has come together as it has. And no, we haven't had one even kind of like headbutt about what things should look like or like the mood that we're going for at all. And like, I mean, Zach has more to say about that in general because of his profession and he is an artist and he has insanely strong visuals and like literally can paint and draw and do all of that creative stuff with his hands. So um, no, like I trust him. I trust his taste implicitly and he is the same with me. So fingers crossed. I mean, we still have three months. Maybe something will come up, but I really doubt it. Someone asked, what are you doing to stay present the day of? Like, this is something that I'm legitimately very worried about because I'm hardly ever present and I'm an Enneagram 7 and literally our toxic trait is like always looking toward the future, always needing to have something really exciting on the horizon to look forward to and then dipping into a horrible bout of depression when it's over. And I know that post-wedding blues are a very real thing. I'm actually like thinking about upping my Prozac from now until, you know, it's all said and done. Um, I don't know if I actually will do that, but I just know myself and, you know, I have had such weird feelings, like such weird contradicting feelings throughout the last, you know, 10 months of planning where it's like, at the beginning, a lot doesn't happen. Like it's a lot of hurry up and wait. It's like, okay, get the venue, get the date. And then you're not going to make any like real, like big decisions for another several months. Um, but it's like so much buildup for this one day. And then like the day happens and it's over. And just thinking about that gives me like this weird existential crisis feeling in my chest. It's like, I literally cannot wait for it to happen. But I also don't want it to happen at all because then it's going to be done. Um, and I know that's a really probably immature, silly way to look at it. But I'm just telling you guys my truth. So staying present the day of, it's going to be hard. I probably need to like read some blogs or like tips on how to do that. I can tell you for sure that I will not have my phone. Like it is my goal to literally not even have it for like texting and stuff. I mean, I guess it probably needs to be on me in case but like I don't want to take any pictures I don't want to take video like I want to leave all that up to my friends to and like family to do all of that and just like see it from everyone else's perspective like I already spend so much fucking time on my phone that I just want that day entirely to myself and um, not posting anything on Instagram, not checking Instagram, like none of that. So that is definitely a big way that I'm going to try and stay present. But if you have any suggestions, please email me and let me know. Now, someone did ask, will you be having sex for the first time on your wedding night? And the answer is yes. The first time that day. Hello! Can I get a what? Okay, we have time for just a few more questions. So someone asked, are Bowie and Cece going to be involved in the wedding? And sadly, you guys, I don't think that they are. It's just a lot. And I, it's just a lot. But also, I don't know, maybe they will. It's just, 
I don't want to put that on any guest. So it would have to be like an outsider, like maybe the woman who watches Bowie when we go out of town, maybe she would be open to, you know, coming by with them and, uh, and then like for pictures and then bringing them back. I really have no idea. I don't even know like what we're doing with them on the wedding weekend because like, you know, I'm not, we're not going to be sleeping there on Saturday night at our home. I don't know. Uh, just to be determined on that one. Someone asked, are you getting your bridal party gifts? Yes, 100%, but I don't know what. I have no fucking idea. I do not want it to be basic. I don't want it to be expected. I really want to think outside the box, but I feel like I haven't had time to sit down and really do that just yet. So I think Googling unique bridesmaids gifts is in my future for sure. And then we'll end on this. Someone said, not a question, but I love that the two of you are partners in planning. And you know what? I do too. And I feel like I've I've heard that a few times and it just makes me really sad because I know that women can be bridezillas and control freaks when it comes to their wedding and want everything their way and this and that. But I just like from day one, here's the thing. Zach was not at all involved in his first wedding, like the planning of it. Like she completely took over and did everything she wanted. And he was just like, okay, yes, (laughs) ma'am. Sounds great. I was like, that is not going to be the case for us. Like I want us to plan this together. I want you to have a lot of say and do it with me because this is our wedding. It's not my wedding, even though I refer to it like that sometimes it's not at all. And so you know, we've been a team about it since since day one, and it's been lovely, and I hope that that picks up even more as we get into, like, the nitty-gritty details. I think that it will, um, and I think that I think that all weddings should be approached like that. Like, I think it's just shitty to leave out your spouse or your future husband. Like, what the fuck? They're, they're excited. They're marrying you. They want to celebrate in the right way so you guys need to be a team because you know what that's what marriage is all about is being a team all right guys i am talked out thank you so much for listening and for sending in all those questions it was super fun i might do another wedding related episode when we're like one month out um we'll see we'll see if i'm like sleeping and if my hair is falling out by then hopefully not as always if you want to send in an advice question to me to get answered on air, quote unquote, please email podcast at gmail.com. And, you know, if you like the podcast, if you love the podcast, consider leaving me a five-star rating on Apple. Consider writing me a review on Apple. It takes no time. And even if you just write one sentence, that is more than I will ever need. Also, you can rate podcast on Spotify now. So maybe throw me five stars on there as well. And I will talk at you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Bye.